Welcome to Beauty Uncut, the podcast. I'm Shania. I'm Kayla. And I'm Ian. And we're here to bring a new perspective to beauty. Today's episode is all about mental health, specifically relating to this industry. I want to ask you guys because I feel because you guys are depressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I find it interesting because a lot of the conversation is obviously about patients' mental health. And mm. we talk about, you know, with, with last episode, talking about the new guidelines, how we have to do a body dysmorphic disorder, screening on everyone, make sure that the patient's in the right state of mind. No one really looks at the practitioners. Mm, yeah. I feel like, you know, being in an industry where it is all about, you know, how you look aesthetically, sometimes I feel like you can get caught up in, oh, am I supposed to look a certain way? And, well, specifically, like, for me, doing a lot of injectables I feel like sometimes I get caught up in like am I supposed to look a certain way to be in this industry or are people going to like are people going to come to me because I feel like I personally look like I don't have much done I think that's really why people go to you though because yeah. you don't look no, like you exactly. have too and much I, done yeah you know I wouldn't yeah do I wouldn't get to that point where I would get so much done so yeah, yeah I don't know like sometimes I think about that I think there's I – ha- I think I have to touch on my experience. I know we weren't going to leave sure. this out, but I feel like I do because I overall am a pretty healthy mental health – how do you say it? I, I feel like I have a healthy mental health. Yeah. <laughs> mentally healthy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mentally healthy. Like I don't have any pre-existing mental health conditions, but this industry can be incredibly toxic mm. from like toxic managers to toxic colleagues to, you know, going to industry events. And it seems like it can be a very – gossipy industry and I you know you and I experienced something in a work fucking hell it's so hard to talk about your experience without delving without referencing certain situations because you don't I I don't want to bring anyone else down and I think everyone's moved on from the situation just talk about it and and if I I'll edit it as it needs Shania and I you know went through something together like I would say maybe (laughs) fucking hell (laughs) when was it okay it was literally last year. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Shania and I went something together where we had a toxic manager who I think because we were, you know, quite young in the industry, felt threatened and on the daily basis she put us down. Put us down. Put us down Bull- and made us – bullied us and made yeah. us not feel like we were worthy or smart enough or good enough for this industry. And it was a daily basis where I am not a crier, I am – like very happy generally and I got to the point where I was crying every single day and I remember you once were like we were walking across Mm -hmm. the street together and you were like are you okay and I'm like no and I like cried and I was like this is not me and I was like am I gonna always be like this because of this one particular individual so I feel like people forget yeah forget about you know that us workers in the industry and only focus on patients when we should also be focusing on the mental health of the people in the industry. <laughs> and it's hard when you're going through something like that because that's, you know, your workplace where you're meant to feel safe. And we've talked about it recently, what makes a good team. Number one was like psychological safety. Yes. Knowing that you're in a safe place, you can be yourself around your work team and not have to to worry about what they're going to think of you or say to you. So it's different from just having a bad day, obviously, is, yeah. is when you come in and it's an everyday thing being mm, Yeah. So that's like one part of it. But I also feel like, and then you've obviously, you know, feeling like you're not good enough to be in the Mm. industry or you're not pretty enough, which you obviously are. 
but also the one of the things when you think as a doctor thinking about how patients treat you and how you treat patients it's obviously a two-way street that, that relationship it's not a, not one way as a lot of people think it's not the doctor telling the patient what to do there's give and take and i think that how patients behave affects the doctors a lot more than people think especially when it comes to litigation so or even before you get to that point when patients are unhappy about something they complain to regulators and then it becomes an investigation against the doctor and these investigations can actually take a long time they can take sometimes years even for relatively minor things so at the cosmetic surgery safety conference i attended a few weeks ago they gave a statistic where in the last 3 years essentially from from 2020 to now 16 doctors have committed suicide because of the investigations by apra mm. and i think that's really serious and you don't and it's hear not about it. talked about no that's so sad and do you feel like it's not talked about because as soon as a doctor says they're struggling with their mental health then they become a target Yes, in, in a way. And potentially lose their like registration and things like that. So, looking specifically at this industry, if a doctor comes out and says, "I'm not handling things," then a colleague's going to report them. Yeah. And say this person's not fit to be doing mm. what they're doing. There's also something called mandatory reporting. So, in the medical industry, if you think that a doctor is unsafe to patients because of their mental health, you have to report that. But what's the difference of being between like you know you struggling with like your mental health but you would never like cause harm to a patient and then being unsafe to a patient like I feel like how do you differentiate the two like I feel like in this industry especially everyone's out for each other mm. no one cares about each yeah. other they're just going to you know dub you in for the sake of it Exactly well it's it's very difficult to know because I'm sure that the majority of people don't have intentional ill will to harm people but if you lose your judgment along the way and you have you lack insight which a lot of people do when it comes to mental health issues if it's deteriorating then the individual can't really say you know what they what yeah. they intend it's i don't know it's so it's 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 actually really hard mm. to do a podcast when you can't talk about your own yeah. like lived experiences mm. well at at this conference when they were talking about those doctors who committed suicide one of the reasons they gave uh, or or were speculating really was that people are afraid for their professional fear you know once you get a once you're under investigation by the regulators you think to yourself even if it's subconscious am i ever going to be able to continue in this line of work that i've devoted so many years to and now it's it's been wasted mm. and i think that's the the thought that goes through a lot of people's heads yeah or delete this if i can't what about that surgeon um that got accused of something that he didn't do he was mm. his name was ripped through the mud through the media um opera basic it was basically guilty till proven innocent yep. how can we talk about that case like yeah how it's been it that's public yeah public pub, domain. yeah like his mental health had been suffering so much and there was there would be no help from you know insurance lawyers opera i bet he had no help for his mental health. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think there would have been uh you know the the only person he could have turned to would have been obviously if he'd seen someone a psychologist privately or that's built into the system now his indemnity insurer. The problem is with doing that if you go to your insurer and say I'm I'm suffering mentally because of this that's happening, they 
as an insurance company, see you as more of a liability than you were before. Mm. Therefore, your premium goes up. Therefore, you know, you have all these restrictions placed on you. And as a practitioner, you think about these things. So you think, all right, I'm not going to go and tell them about my problem. And then that weighs on you because you then have no one to talk mm. to. So really the whole industry kind of needs to overhaul because we need to protect people's mental health and make sure they're doing okay, but not at the loss of their job. Like, yeah. Well, one of the things, actually, I went to a different conference. There's been a lot of conferences <laughs> you, this you year. Really but you feature a new conference like every <laughs> week. At, at this one, there was a, a woman speaking about a company called Hand in Hand, mm -hmm. uh, which is peer support for medical professionals. And she was really, she herself had suffered from mental health issues in her junior doctor years and founded this with some others to essentially provide a, a place for doctors to go and, and talk about their issues without fear of reprisal. And there's definitely no backlash of going to that or? Well, that's the, that's the idea. Yeah. But I feel like in our industry, especially maybe in other medical specialties, it's different, but in our industry, I can guarantee you're always going to be thinking that if mm -hmm. anything ever gets out and one of your competitors finds out, they're going to use it against you. Mm, yeah. And I think that's, that's sad. In itself. Yeah. That's the one thing that I probably don't love about this industry. Like I love, you know, I love this industry, but is it almost feels like everyone is competing against each other. And I wish we could change that to, we're actually can all work together collaboratively to not only help our patients, but help each other. I feel like mm -hmm. that's something that this industry really needs to get into their head because yeah. we we all are very competitive and we're all out for each other and we'll throw anyone under to get where we want to get. That's it, yeah. which is, you know, I mean, I I try to, to foster re close relationships with some of my colleagues who are in this industry because I think as a practitioner, you really need those people to bounce ideas off of. You guys know that I often will discuss difficult or technically difficult cases with what I call the breast group, which is a group of doctors from all over. And they offer their opinions. And that's really helpful sometimes because mm -hmm. maybe they've thought of an angle that I haven't or their previous experience has been different from mine. Well, I think we should wrap up the podcast on that note. But I do want to do a podcast episode with Shania about our experience with toxic workplaces. I think that's something that everyone would like to mm -hmm. listen to. And I feel like everyone's gone through it before. Yeah, yeah I think everyone will be able to relate to to what you're, you guys have been through and what everyone maybe currently is going through. Yeah. Mm. I think especially us being young and mm. having older managers, I think that's a problem. Definitely. It's your generation, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Make sure to follow us on our socials. All the information will be in the description. And don't forget to leave us a review and we will see you in our next podcast. Bye. Bye.